Hi, welcome to Naval Gazing on valleyindy.org and 103.5 WNHH, New Haven's community radio station. Today's episode is brought to you by Valley Gives Back, a new initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Adding a charity to your estate plan creates a legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you during your life. Your action inspires others to follow your lead and to make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact your community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. For more information, visit valleygivesback.org. The Valley Gives Back is an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation, connecting private philanthropy to the long-term public good of the Valley. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow. Valleygivesback.org. Everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll, and I'm a reporter with ValleyIndie.org, also known as the Valley Independent Sentinel or the Valley Indie, whatever. The music you heard, that was the Bad Slugs, a bunch of reporters and journalists who are in a sort of rock-slash-punk band. Thanks again to Ken Dixon for letting us use your tremendous song. It's called Ride the Dinosaur. Today's guest is Derby Public School Superintendent Matthew Conway. We're talking about all the projects and millions of dollars that are being spent to reconfigure and construct athletic fields within the Derby school system. It's going to be ramping up in 2018. By the way, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. This episode was actually recorded before we took a week off, but I just want to uh, thank everybody for reading and supporting the Valley Indie in 2017, and we are very happy to be here again in 2018. Anyway, back to the athletic fields. This is all happening in Derby because uh, the city or the school district, I should say, received grant money from the state, plus a very generous donation from Joan Payton. She is the founder, president, and CEO of Payton and Rigel, an investment firm based in Los Angeles that manages more than $106 billion in assets. Anyway, we'll get into more about Joan Payton and the athletic fields and what's happening within the school system right now with Dr. Matthew Conway. So we're here with Dr. Matthew Conway, the superintendent of Derby Public Schools. Dr. Conway, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for the opportunity to get the word out. Yeah, so uh, the, the biggest story probably in Derby last year 
was this uh, giant donation uh, given to the school district by uh, Joan Payton of, uh, of California. In addition, the school district or the city also received uh, state money, all of which is being uh, used to basically reconfigure and rebuild athletic fields and, uh, and related items. So it's been a long time since I've asked you about these projects. I know there's committees set up that are dealing with this. It's something that you probably deal with on a daily basis. But I just wanted to quickly run down uh, what's happening. And let me know if, I, if I'm wrong, because I haven't checked in with you in a while. But I want to kind of give listeners a, uh, a baseline of what we're talking about before we get into the weeds. Sure. So in Derby, the football team, uh, and I guess other teams, played at a Lou DeFlippo Field within the Leo Ryan Athletic Complex. Uh, Correct. And, and then you received this state grant to replace the current football field with a turf field and a running track. Is that that is correct, uh, as well as a, um, the softball field. <clears throat> At the time, it was a new baseball field, but it, uh, we uh, amended the original application to include a softball field once the other project uh, came to light. Okay, and because I was going to say there, there's a baseball field currently there it basically it literally overlaps with the football field and to get a new football field and track you were talking about moving the baseball field and ultimately it had been decided last i checked the baseball field was going to go basically around the corner on chatfield street to where the girls softball team has played for a long time correct and then the softball field and this is where i may totally lose it i believe you were thinking about moving that up to uh, off Nutmeg Avenue, essentially the top of, uh, of Nutmeg Avenue, where Derby Little League has fields? That is uh, correct. Oh, this is like the greatest pop quiz I've ever... This is, this is awesome. <laughs> and then, then I, now I'm totally in the dark. Then, But where is Derby Little League going? So uh, Derby Little League will stay at the Ken Marcusio Sports Complex. Um, and uh, this project, uh, while the intent is for the softball field, um, the dimensions of a softball field and that of a major league, little league field are essentially the same. So what this actually gives little league as well is a regulation size major league, little league field, which they currently do not have. Okay, so the, 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 both those organizations will be able to use that land uh, atop Nutmeg Avenue uh, to, to play softball and baseball. That's correct. Okay, great. So then, like, starting, going back to uh, Lou DeFlippo Field uh, and, and, and the turf field that's coming there and the track that's, that's coming there and, I guess, the softball field uh, sort of around the corner from it, that's all state grant money that's helping or paying for all that, correct? Correct. And so where does it all stand? I know the football team played its last game at uh, the, the, the football field there earlier earlier this year. Uh, when's construction going to start? Do you have a, where, where are you in that process? Sure. We actually uh, expect both projects, construction of the actual fields uh, and so forth, uh, beyond site work, uh, to uh, begin uh, early March for both projects. The, um, and when you say both, just, just, just tell me sure. what, just to refer, what, what do you mean by both, the football field and? And then the, the other uh, project with the field house and the baseball field. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, nope, that's quite all right. Um, 
and uh, the uh, football field, soccer field, track, and softball field schedule right now is the work for those would be completed by late August of 18 uh, in time for the football, soccer to uh, uh, take the field um, for the 2018 season. And then girls softball, that field will, will be constructed by then. It will be a grass uh, seed field uh, that will be ready for play for girls softball uh, for their season, spring of 19. Okay, and then where will, do you, have, do you have an idea where the softball team will play while their field is being constructed? Yes, they'll actually be playing uh, away for the uh, 18, spring 18 season, as will the, uh, the boys' baseball as well. Okay, and that's what the football team uh, did this season. Correct. That's part of, uh, of, of having exactly. this all happen. Okay, and then uh, so that construction will start, and it, there's still going to be, uh, I guess, a state-of-the-art track built around uh, the football field. That's all still... That is words, correct. Okay, and that's amazing because your track team has become uh, essentially it's one perfect. of the best, yeah. best in the state. That's exactly it, year over year. And then, I mean, would you mention briefly, and I haven't mentioned it really at all, there is the Derby Fieldhouse, the, the red building at the corner of uh, Chatfield Street uh, there next to the, next to the football field. Uh, it's essentially like this big concrete, well, it's not that big, it's a concrete building. It looks like something they stuffed uh, like Steve McQueen into at the end of uh, Papillon. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's aged, but and you're getting, I mean, you're not just replacing that. This is where Ms. Payton's, I guess, donation comes into play, you're getting a completely new community center field house there. And wh- how does, where does that project stand? So that is expected to begin uh, March 12th uh, to start construction on that. We will actually be doing some site work prior to that, which we expect to begin in the next couple weeks uh, with some of the uh, preparation of the area in which the field house will actually go. So some of the site work will begin um, within the next few weeks. You'll see that happening. Um, and then officially for the um, building itself, though, uh, shovel in the ground date is March 12th. And then I know that has, has that, that's already passed through Derby planning and zoning. They did a, a review of it, and it's, it, you have all your approvals? They're still going through with the final permitting uh, for the building itself. So between now and I'll give you an exact date here. Hi, this is Eugene, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a message from our sponsor. What will you be remembered for? Adding a charity to your estate plan creates a legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you during your life. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. It's an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now. Give later. An impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. Now back to the show. So January 22nd is the date on the uh, construction management schedule to submit the final, all revised final construction permits uh, to the city. Okay, gotcha. And could you just describe what this new field house will look like, especially in comparison to the current one? Uh, I'm assuming, like in terms of square footage, I'm assuming you're getting a bigger structure there. How's it going to work? It's going to be approximately 11,000 square feet um, inside the building. 
with um, again made up of, of locker rooms um, for the for the teams in open uh, great room area uh, for uh, holding banquets um, along with uh, a, a, a prep kitchen uh, for both the banquets it will also serve as a prep kitchen for your snack bar area uh, which will be adjacent but inside the building but adjacent to the the banquet hall and then a memorabilia room which will host a uh, uh, a number of different, uh, if you can imagine, the items that, that will be hanging in that room uh, that reflect um, memorabilia from, from Derby and its athletic programs uh, over the many years. And how many square feet is the current structure? That I, I do not have uh, on hand. But this one is obviously, I'm just trying to uh, envision how you put an 11,000 square foot uh, building uh, in that footprint. That's uh, quite a project. So it's actually going in a little bit different footprint from the current field house. Okay. It's actually, the new field house will be located in between the, the current football field and softball field. So it's actually going to be in between what will be the new baseball field and the football soccer track. And that's got to be good news for because there's some houses right there on the Hawthorne Avenue side, and Derby Derby Neck Library is is around there. I guess on the opposite side of the field. So you're moving that structure away from some of the residential homes. It sounds like correct. That that's, is correct. And then and of course l- let's talk about uh, Miss Payton and her donation, which I think originally when we first reported this at some point last year, I think the original number was two point five million dollars and. I've heard through the Derby grapevine, which is essentially, you know, you sit in alderman meetings before they begin, that that number has increased. Uh, how much money is uh, Ms. Payton donating to this cause? Uh, we, we do not have a, a total at this uh, time. That's what we're still waiting on is uh, final cost estimates, which aren't due actually until uh, February 15th. Um, but um, and at the same time, uh, out of respect for the donor, has requested that uh, that not necessarily be something that it that is a focus. She'd rather keep that um, you know more uh, private um, and just really uh, give Derby an incredible uh, complex and building um, for the community. And then originally her donation was what just to fund the field house, and now she's what? What exactly is? No, it was a uh, field house and baseball field. The whole time, okay. Yes, correct. Because I had heard, I'll just I'll just throw it out here. I had heard twelve million dollars that the donation is up to. Uh, We don't again. We don't have final uh, costs, um, and just out of respect for the donor, uh, she'd rather not have the focus be on. A dollar amount, but uh, something that is very special in honor of her dad, uh, but uh, special for the community. And then going over to where the new baseball field will be constructed, there is that uh, large hill. How are you going to put a baseball field in there? How is that all working out in terms of engineering? And if you could describe what it will sure. look like when it's done. And uh, quite fascinating. And in fact, the uh, the design were part of the design we're in right now has has changed over the past couple months in terms of what that will look like and and the actual design that between an original civil engineer and then a structural engineer, a little bit different design. So, uh, but they will be going into that hill approximately 40 feet. 
So they'll be removing uh, 40 feet of earth uh, from behind that backstop that currently uh, is the softball backstop. So if you look behind there, that hill, 40 feet of that will be uh, removed as part of the preparation for the site for the uh, to fit a uh, full-size baseball field uh, in that same area. And then in terms of, are, are these fields all getting bleachers around them and scoreboards? Is that all part of the plan as well? Yes, yeah, it is. So the um, what I uh, love about our current football uh, field, as, as many people do, uh, is those cement bleachers. Um, it gives it that coliseum uh, effect, I think, and it's just, um, you know, bleeds to... Uh, tradition of that complex. Um, so those will remain. Um, they will be removing a section to the far, to the north end of, of the current football field. Um, but, um, and then all other sections will be brought up to code in terms of ADA, but the cement itself and, uh, and those bleachers will remain. The visiting, uh, the bleachers on the visiting side that were uh, purchased in the past uh, two years, will uh, simply be relocated to remain at this particular point to remain on the 50-yard line. Uh, and then there will be seating around the new uh, baseball field as well. And then how does this, uh, you're the uh, superintendent of the school district, how does this help in terms of logistics and, and how, how does it help the school district and the students, uh, I'm wondering? Well, I think it helps the entire community to include the school district and students in terms of a, a state-of-the-art facility um, for students to, to play in, for our athletes to, to play in, uh, and with the field house in, the, in its uh, current design, it will give us other space uh, for different events that will be tied to the school as well for all students uh, that we can hold there. But it really upgrades our current facilities, gives our student athletes uh, both a, a playing surface as well as a field house uh, that they could uh, be proud of. And um, again, long term, it will have a, a lasting effect, um, uh, given that the both both fields at this point are uh, will be turf. We currently do not have a home field for our track. So while we have a uh, championship uh, track team uh, year over year, they do not have a home to to run home meets on. So this will give them that sense of pride for being able to hold their their meets right here at home yeah that that's all and you can't say that enough like i always see that I, I see the track team all the time running by my house uh in, yeah. in all yeah. kinds of weather uh the dedication they have amazing is yeah. pretty incredible yeah and they're they're one of the best uh you know the best runners in the state and they yep. don't have their own home track which is uh it says right. something about them uh, and they're just going back because i am a reporter uh, so I'm going to pry a little bit uh, uh, in sure. terms of because usually when uh, a project is done, you know, one thing that happens is there there there's always the opportunity for the public to review bills uh, as just a check and balance on on the whole project. Sure. But uh, it just made me think if uh, if if you're who's keeping an eye on 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 where the money's going if uh, the the donor here the funder uh, is keeping that type of information. Uh, public, like if I wanted to go and FOI the bills, obviously that would be public information. Or is it has this set off some kind of other uh, review process that's happening? No, that would be uh, certainly be uh, public information. As with with any project, uh, the information is is out there. I just uh, you know, gotcha. You just donors wishes not focusing on that as okay. as um, 
something reported, but it certainly is is out there, um, and um, uh, you know will be throughout the process. So, um, just as with any any project. Gotcha. So it's a normal project. It's just out of respect for the donor's uh, request yes, here. Yeah. She's asked that that to please um, not make that part of part of the our, our news uh, that that goes out. She's really m- most um, concerned that you know the the focus is that uh, giving Derby uh, something that is uh, that will uh, be great, long lasting, and a, uh, a carry on. Um, and be a tribute uh, to her father and, and Derby Athletics. And then how often do, do, do you check in with Joan Payton? Is it like a weekly thing? How involved is she in the, the project? Uh, lately, very involved, uh, which is phenomenal. It's always uh, great to talk with her. We do talk often um, uh, just to keep each other up to date on things. And um, But, uh, you know, so as recently as 48 hours ago, we had a great lengthy conversation on on the project, where we are today, and where we'll be next week. And has it remained sort of on time? Have you hit any stumbling blocks? Because uh, I, I mean, we're talking, I mean, just to explain what's happening takes 10 minutes, uh, yeah, let yeah. alone re- removing 40 feet of a hill. Uh, what's yeah. been the most challenging thing though, to, to make, to move this forward and to make it happen? I think just understanding any project of this magnitude, uh, let alone two projects, uh, and trying to run them simultaneously um, is um, it's a great uh, opportunity, great challenge uh, to work through. Um, but um, for people involved, things never move quick enough. So it's really trying uh, to also uh, remember that uh, things, uh, while we all want them to happen overnight, uh, there are other uh, requirements in place that um, would preclude us from just moving forward on any particular part of the project without the, for example, the the, the correct permits and so forth, the correct notices, public notices that have to be have to be uh, sent out and things like that um, before you can put a shovel in the ground. So and then of course all the design work. So people don't see people see what happens when the shovel goes in the ground and things move forward. They don't see uh, the year prior to a project like this or projects like this uh, in terms of the design phase and, you know, the, the hundreds of, of um, architectural uh, drawings that are completed so that the construction management team can properly bid uh, the project to the right contractors and that the contractors can, can uh, bid where they're coming in um, reasonably close to final cost so that we don't have uh, uh, overruns uh, when the project is completed because there was some missed information in the original design. Okay, gotcha. And then just uh, switching gears for a moment, I wanted to ask you briefly about the the Derby school budget. We had uh, Jim Gilday on this podcast a few weeks ago with Rick. Jim Gilday is the chairman. Yes, I listened to it. Yeah. He's chairman of the school board for anybody who doesn't know. And uh, he had just said, I had asked him about Derby, uh, uh, the budget in, in general. And he said one thing that he's worried about is with, uh, uh, you know, state budget problems and, and the money crunch happening uh, on the state level. Derby's benefited greatly from alliance district status in terms of, of getting extra money. Uh, any idea? What, do you have any challenges? What are you worried about as you head into your next 
budget cycle in the Derby school system? So we're, we're already into that cycle, uh, Eugene. We began that process as we do every year in November uh, of the year prior. <clears throat> so, and the challenges each year are um, looking at uh, both the, the level of state funding, will it be maintained, and then while the level of local funding statutorily has to be maintained at least at the same level, you also worry about uh, the city being able to maintain what they statutorily have to. So um, as a taxpayer, as a concerned citizen, as a, as a, as a member of the community, you, you worry about those things. Um, is our tax base going to be able to support uh, maintaining that same level of funding? Um, but uh, so what's the challenge going into the 18-19 budget is uh, locally will will we have the tax dollars to support what we statutorily need to uh, without uh, bringing hardship on on the people of Derby? And two, uh, the other side of the ECS funding the, um, is will the state uh, be able to support level funding uh, for what we have received uh, this year for ECS and Alliance funding? And have you gotten any word from the state about how that's going to shake out? Uh, I would expect uh, at a min at a maximum level funding um, uh, to come from the state, but we also have to then prepare as we did for this current year. So the February prior to this current year, we had prepared uh, a budget, knowing that there may be uh, cuts in in alliance funding, and what does that look like, um, and then how does that impact other grant funds that we receive, whether it's Title I, II, III, or IV funding that comes from the federal government, what does that uh, uh, level of funding look like? And, and then what adjustments do we have to make in those grants for things that will, could not be funded through Alliance that we absolutely are necessary to, to provide appropriate uh, level of, of uh, resources for our kids? So uh, we will go through a very similar process again this February um, with the uh, team. And uh, what is nice about it is when the day comes where you get a, a request or you get the information that you know funding is going to go one way or the other, you have a plan in place to move through. So your first round of funding may be you're going to be level funding. Your next notice from the state may be you're going to lose X thousands of dollars uh, in in uh, ECS funding, but as long as you have that plan in place to make, you're, you're not scrambling to make those adjustments. So, and then in terms of the uh, Alliance District uh, funding specifically, since that was sort of a new one over the last, I guess, five years or so, do you think it's improved like test scores in in, in the district? Do you do you feel any tangible uh, evidence that it's it's helped the school district improve? Uh, yes, and, and thanks for asking the, the question. So in Derby, it has uh, greatly improved uh, in a number of different areas. Um, one right off the, the top that we recently were notified uh, by the state on two things is uh, both our um, SAT uh, scores, uh, not only for across the board for Alliance districts, but across the board for the state. We outperformed every other district in terms of the increase in the percent of students uh, meeting proficiency on the the SAT. So a score uh, of, of three uh, or greater on their uh, SAT, meaning um, uh, they hit their 
benchmark or above benchmark um, for uh, the 16-17 school year. Uh, so they were actually led the state in that. Uh, the other area is we've uh, seen a 20% growth in graduation rate. So that was the original area that we were identified through Alliance funding to receive Alliance funding just five years ago uh, was the graduation rate. We have since increased that uh, 20, over 20% in the past uh, five years. Uh, and so it has gradually gone up uh, each year. But um, uh, to now we exceed the state average for uh, graduation rates. So uh, in just in those two areas alone, uh, and then you look at uh, your other uh, benchmark assessment scores, SBAC scores uh, at the K through eight level, um, and you see a tremendous amount of growth. So for example, in the past five years, uh, report that just came out last week, I can send you the link to uh, in the New York Times, uh, Derby, unlike other districts um, in our area, um, has seen a growth in terms of the number of students uh, exceeding growth rates uh, year over year over five years, uh, and where you rate across the state in terms of districts with students meeting growth. So as opposed to just measuring on proficiency, they actually look at growth and they find that's a much a better measure to determine is learning taking place if students are actually growing. Because even though a student might meet proficiency, if they're meeting proficiency year over year, it doesn't mean they're actually growing at any rate year over year. They're just maintaining proficiency. So this report actually looks at growth over that five years uh, for that cohort of students. So we're very pleased with, with the results of that report. Uh, which came out in the New York Times just last uh, last week, December 12th. I was not aware of that. And then the, the last thing I just want to ask you about real quickly, because it's come up a few times uh, with the, there's a new administration in Derby, uh, and there's been some talk loosely uh, about regionalization efforts, looking at uh, different ways to, to save money possibly, whether it be public works or the police department or the school district or services of sure. some kind. And I know I talked to the mayor, Mayor Zekin, Derby Mayor Zekin's chief of staff, Andrew Backlick, about public works. And he had said, well, we talked about it, but uh, it doesn't look like it's something we're going to pursue anytime soon. It's just not feasible. Is there anything the school district is looking at this year uh, to combine services and to, and to save some money possibly that way? Although I don't even know if it does save money. And that's what you have to look at too, uh, you know, in terms of the sa uh, the savings. So we are uh, uh, continually looking at uh, meeting and looking at uh, ways to regionalize services. Just in the past um, three years, we have uh, regionalized our food services, uh, which has been a tremendous uh, win for uh, for the region um, and in specific to our food service program. So we regionalized with Ansonia on that. It's been a tremendous a benefit to Derby, um, and uh, our our busing currently is all. So there's a five towns that actually share in that uh, busing uh, through All Star, and um, that has a regional uh, effect to it, where it's a single manager from the bus company managing the the five communities uh, for the five coming out of the same bus yard. Uh, we are in year three of a five-year contract. We purposely uh, three years ago put in that contract that we could open back up uh, 
for the end of year three when other contracts like Ian Sonia's will be open. So while we had to renew ours three years ago, uh, Ian Sonia was not up for renewal, but we knew they would be three years later. So we put a clause in the five-year contract that we could reopen to renegotiate cost of, of busing um, with Ansonia uh, at the table. So that is is going to happen over the next couple months um, so that we can uh, take see what other efficiencies or, or advantages cost-wise there are to having um, to bidding that uh, with another district as opposed to just ourselves. All right. Dr. Conway, those are all my questions, unless there's some area you wanted to address that I haven't uh, asked you. Uh, no, thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff. Thanks a lot. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. For the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives. Post literation, critical reading, dumbed down nation, signs of inbreeding, TV sucking ideas from our head, public discourse just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, ride the dinosaur. Our readers are in the opens each day.
can do We'd still have subscribers, still have a fans We're here every day, so give us a chance And we'll make an art stand Just hold us in your hand Yeah, and we'll ride the dinosaur Yeah, ride the dinosaur